Hello, and welcome to another podcast by Touchstone Financial Education. My name is Elliot, and today we're going to be talking about how to get started with investing, the mechanics behind investing, if you will. And just real quick, let me review what we've done here recently. The last few podcasts were on options and options trading. Again, this type of trading lends itself to an extremely volatile market, and that was more for you moderate to experienced investors. But we're going to take a few steps back and get back to the basics, how to get started with investing. And just real quick, I'd like to remind you guys that you can check us out on our website at touchstonefinancialeducation.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn. My name is Elliot Cox, and I enjoy seeing some of our listeners on there because I know you peek at my website. Just reach out, say hello. If you have any questions, any concerns or you have a topic that we haven't covered you want to hear, you know what? You can go to our website and you can go to the suggestion page. Again, touchstonefinancialeducation.com and let us know what you think. Love to hear from you. And for those of you who've already reached out, thanks a lot. I appreciate the feedback. All right. So today, how to get started with investing. The first thing you need to do is to choose the right platform for you. And I'm going to break it down for beginning investors, moderate to experienced investors, and then, of course, the expert level. And if you're an expert, this podcast probably isn't for you today, but thanks for listening anyway. So for you beginners, two excellent platforms that are out there are Fidelity and Vanguard. And the reason I say that is because they have excellent customer service. Their websites are laid out easily so that you can navigate pretty intuitively around the site things like how to open the account, how to fund the account, and then ultimately how to find the appropriate investments for you. So those two websites, I would say, if you're just getting started, check them out. You know, both are good equally. Neither is better than the other. And by the way, I'm not affiliated with Fidelity or Vanguard or any of the other portals that I'm going to discuss throughout this podcast, all right? This is just my experience dealing with different levels investors over the last 25 years and what they've shared with me um, and their experiences with these platforms. So, beginners, Fidelity and Vanguard. You go to their site, fidelity.com, vanguard.com. When you go to open an account, the icons are large. You can't miss them. Once you click open an account, Just follow the prompts. They will ask you all of the appropriate questions. And towards the end, when you're opening these accounts, they'll ask you how you want to fund them, right? So here is where we maybe attach our bank account or a money market account, however we decide to fund it. But they make it laid out so easily that the opening of the account process, as well as the funding of the account process, can be done in about 10 to 15 minutes. And I know there's a lot of anxiety around opening an account. Uh, This is something maybe you haven't done before, but believe me, they make it so easy. The minute you go into their platforms, take a look and decide to open an account, that anxiety will fade away. Trust me on that one. I've seen it happen thousands of times. So I really like those for you beginners. They also have webinars and libraries. So there's a ton of learning materials. And of course, you can always look to Touchstone Financial Education for information as well. And like I said, I'm not affiliated with any of these, so this is just through my experience what I have learned over the last 25 or so years in financial services. For you intermediate to expert investors, 
I like E-Trade, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, which, by the way, is now Schwab, has been for a few years, but they're changing their platform. And by the way, guess what? Fidelity, I'm going to put on this level as well, because Fidelity is doing a great job of building out their trading tools, their analytics for more sophisticated investors. So yes, it's in the beginning column, or beginner's column rather, but it's also in the intermediate to expert column. Now, the reason why I call out E-Trade, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, and Fidelity here is because they provide tools for people who want to engage in more sophisticated types of investing, whether you are trading stocks, options, and in some cases, commodities and currencies. These are the platforms that will help you achieve your financial goals. Now, they're not the most well-laid-out platforms, but for folks who already know what they want, it's easy to navigate. So you can go to your watch list. You can go to an analytics page or reports on stock positions, for example, that you, um, you are following, right? So all of these more sophisticated tools are built into those platforms. And again, for those folks who know what they want, know what they're doing, this is kind of the level you belong on. Now, you can do this kind of investing at Fidelity and Vanguard. They just don't have the depth of analytics that the E-Trade, Schwab's, TD Ameritrade, and Fidelity is trying to build out now, all right? And for you expert investors, Interactive Brokers is the way to go. It's a wonderful platform. A lot of licensed, registered investment advisors run their clients' money through Interactive Brokers. And the way that platform is designed is that, yeah, there's a free side to it, okay, for you sophisticated investors. But if you want a little bit more, then as you add components to the platform, you have to pay for it. That's all, right? Like I said, a lot of professionals use interactive brokers. So beginners, Fidelity and Vanguard, excellent customer service, all that wonderful stuff. Intermediate to expert investors, E-Trade, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, which like I said, is now Schwab. And then of course, Fidelity as they build out this platform. All right. So depending upon where you fall on that scale will help you determine which platform you're going to use. And here's something else I'd like to add too. If you have a 401k on any of these platforms or you have other accounts there already, do this. Keep all of your assets under one roof. So if through your employer, for example, you're using Fidelity or Vanguard, then guess what? Go open your accounts at Fidelity and Vanguard for your own investing needs. Your IRA, individual retirement account, or your brokerage account. It's just easier to manage your resources when it's under one roof and you're more likely to engage the platform when you only have to log into one because we all know what it's like when you forget your login and password. You got to go back, get the text alerts, whatever, and that's a pain in the neck and you're less likely to watch. So watch out for, or excuse me, not watch out for, but use the platform that maybe your employer is providing. But remember, beginner, intermediate to expert, to expert level platforms is how you kind of want to break down your search. All right. Now, there are other platforms out there today, and, and they've come across or they've come to the market rather in the last few years, the Betterments, the Acorn, Webo, Robinhood. The difference between those platforms and the ones that I had mentioned is that they tend to offer robo advisory services first. And what that means is you can go ahead and start with small amounts of money. And I find that young people like these platforms. They're more 
tech sophisticated, if you will, um, but they choose the investments for you in many cases. So they'll slot you into investments that they choose, which isn't bad whatsoever. A lot of folks who are extremely busy like that robo component that the Betterment, Acorn, Weibo provide, okay? Where they are lacking, if you will, is in the analytics they provide, the ability to learn, because I'm big on learning and educating folks on investing. And so, yes, you can place trades. Yes, you can invest your money. But if it's not a platform that allows you to learn and to grow with it, you know, it's limited in what it can do for you. And then, of course, there's Robinhood, which you can also invest in the stock market as well as cryptos, etc. But the same thing, they just, for now, tend to lack a little bit in their analytics. It's not to say that as these platforms grow, get more investors, etc., they're not going to provide that. It's just right now, today, if you were to line them up against the more traditional platforms, the Fidelities and the Schwabs, etc., they're not going to have the same number of tools. And like I said, I'm big on learning. All right, so once you've opened your account, you got your platform going, hopefully your 401k and maybe some other resources are there through your employer. So we're going to stick with that platform. Or if not, you've chosen the platform based on what type of investor you are. Well, okay, now what? Now I've got my account open. I linked my bank account. I sent some money over. Now what do I do? Well, this is where the learning opportunities really come into play, okay? You need to become familiar with tools that will help you be that investor. So as you log into your platform, please explore all of the options, investments. There are always things like performance tabs. Some of them will direct you to a page on mutual funds and ETFs. And from there, your screen will load up with a ton of different investment options and what type of investor lines up with what type of fund. So this takes a little bit of time. So opening the account is easy. Finding the platform is easy. This is where the homework begins. Spend a little bit of time every week on figuring out which pages within the platform work for you. Not everybody's gonna have the same interests. For example, some folks just want a set it and forget it approach. They will go to a fund page. They'll pick a fund. Maybe their buddy told them about index fund investing. Well, through the little search box on all the platforms, you know, just put in index funds and a list of index funds available through the platform will come up, which basically is everything, right? Especially if you're doing index fund investing. And for those of you who've listened to my podcasts before, we've covered index funds. For you new listeners, Please go back. The first four or five podcasts we did, we did discuss index fund investing. So whatever kind of investing you're going to do, there is a page that'll meet your needs to help you learn more about investing as well as pick out the appropriate investment. Now, a second screen or a third screen rather in your platform that is extremely important is the trade screen. Okay, this is where we actually put our money to work. How do we go about doing that? All right. So what you're going to need is the ticker symbol for your investment. And the ticker symbol will tell Fidelity, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, whoever you're using, what it is you actually want to invest in. All right. Let me give you an example. You open an account at Fidelity. You're good to go. It's funded. You go to the trade page. And guess what? I've got my investments lined up. 
And let's say you're going to purchase shares of VOO, which is a Vanguard S&P 500 fund, an index fund, ladies and gentlemen. Well, then you need to go to the stock and ETF page to place that trade. That's what we do on the trade page. We place our trades. All right. This is where we're actually making the investment itself. Okay. So we type that ticker symbol in. It'll say in the box symbol. And then it'll ask you either the number of shares you want to purchase or maybe dollar amount. And many times there's going to be little icons above um, a box that'll be where you put the, uh, put the ticker symbol as well as the amount you want to purchase. And you can kind of toggle back and forth between shares or dollar amount. I prefer to invest in shares. It just keeps things cleaner that way. All right. And once you put that ticker symbol in, the investment that you've chosen will show up on your screen. So you'll know exactly what you're buying and how much it's going to cost per share, right? So you can determine the number of shares that you want to purchase. Then you're going to go to another part of the screen and it's going to ask you what type of order you want to place. And for my beginning investors, guess what, guys? Stick to market orders. And what that means is you're going to place a trade for your investment at the current price of the investment that you've chosen. Let me say that again. We're going to go in and let's say we're going to buy that VOO. The screen populates with that investment, the price per share, right? And the price per share on the screen is pretty much going to be exactly what you're going to purchase it for or very close, right? Now, market orders can be placed during market hours. So figure out your time zone. I'm here on the West Coast. The markets are open from 6.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Okay, so during that time frame, I'm going to go place a market order for my investment. It will be filled immediately, and I'll get a confirmation of my order. It shows you what you bought, how much you bought it for. Okay, it's instantaneous these days. All right, if you decide to place a trade after the market closes, just because you've got to work, you've got a life, etc., that's all right because you can still use that market order. And the following day, when the market opens, your order will be executed. All right, that's a market order. Now, for my more intermediate and sophisticated investors, of course, there are limits and stops, but that's more for stock trading and options trading, etc. If we're going to go in and just invest through funds, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and use that market order option. Now, another screen that I like and I think is very important is the activity screen. Every platform has one. I don't care where you go. It has an activity screen. It shows you when you deposit money. It shows you when you've placed trades. It shows when dividends hit your account. It shows when you've sold something. All right. So this is a page that shows you all of the activity inside of your account from the time you open the account. All right. Also, one last thing on those pages. Another important one is going to be the tax page. And of course, tax season just ended. And, you know, we won't look at it until next year. But this is where you're going to find your tax forms. And the nice thing about all of these platforms is that if you are doing taxes yourself, for example, the tax preparation software will ask you if you have investments, accounts, etc. And guess what? They will now link the tax preparation software to the platform that you are using so there's nothing to fill out. Your tax prep software will figure out your gains, losses, etc. 
and that takes under a minute, I know, because I've done this myself for many years, and it's so easy now. You don't have to use the paper and figure out your trades, etc. All right, so we've got that how to open an account page, follow the prompts, how to fund the account, also follow the prompts, right, because we're going to connect our bank account, the trade page, the ever-important trade page. We put in the ticker symbol, the number of shares we're going to purchase. We're going to use market orders, okay? We'll get a confirmation once our trade is placed. And then over time, we want to eyeball that activity page from time to time. And then, of course, once a year, downloading the 1099s from your platform is so easy, it's not even funny. Again, it'll attach through the tax prep software. If you have a tax person doing your taxes, you can just email them the tax docs because it comes in a PDF form. So they make everything so simple these days. You can do it on your computer. You can even do it on your phone. All right. So let's just kind of wrap this up and go back. If we're going to be investing for ourselves, we want to choose a platform first, right? Beginners, Fidelity, Vanguard, well laid out, excellent customer service. They will help you get started, right? Intermediate to expert investors. Again, you guys know the E-Trades, the Schwab, TD Ameritrade. Now Fidelity is trying to build out a better trading tool for you guys. So we'll see how that works out. But remember, choose the platform based on where you are as an investor on that spectrum. That's important. And for those of you who have the Betterments and the Acorns, etc., that's robo-advisory. You deposit money into the account as often as you like, and they will help you choose your investments. Not a problem there. They just don't have as many tools to teach you how to become a better investor. And if you can, lastly, remember, keep your assets under one roof. So if your 401k is at Fidelity, guess what? Open your accounts at Fidelity. Same thing, Vanguard. Wherever it is those employer-sponsored plan accounts are, if you can, open it there because you're more likely to monitor your resources if it's all under one roof. All right. Thanks again for listening, guys. This one is kind of special and near to dear near and dear to me, excuse me, because I get these questions all the time. I want to invest. I got a little bit of extra money. How do I get started? So I hope I broke that down for you guys pretty simply today. And again, check out our website, touchstonefinancialeducation.com, because we will be listing when the classes will start in the summer, as well as posting the videos that are coming here very soon. I've talked about that before, but we finally got the equipment in place. The team has been so motivated to put this stuff together. I really appreciate all the work that they do. And of course, I appreciate all of you listeners. Once again, my name is Elliot Cox. I can be found on LinkedIn. Take a look at my site. Say hello. If you guys have suggestions about future podcasts, by all means, go to the website, go to the suggestion page, and let us know what you would like to hear. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful week.